classical art forms they uh, reflect our uh, ancient cultural heritage it reminds us of where we belong and i think that is very important for every human being welcome to indian artpreneur i'm your host sushma udupa on today's episode we'll be talking to mrs aishwarya nityananda who is a bharatanatyam dancer Carnatic vocalist and a chartered accountant from Bengaluru having performed extensively in India and abroad Aishwarya has been featured in the book on classical dance attendance by the renowned art critic and art historian professor Ashish Mohan Kokar as India's foremost promising dancer in the generation next she was also featured as a leader of tomorrow in the field of classical dance in india today so let's talk to aishwarya nityananda hi aishwarya welcome to indian artpreneur thank you sushma it's such a pleasure to be a part of this <laughs> it's our pleasure aishwarya um so you're a bharatanatyam dancer and also a carnatic musician how did you get introduced to the, to these art forms uh, so i started learning uh, dance at the age of 4 and it was my mother's uh, dream to actually see me as a bharatanatyam exponent so i think it was because of her deep desire that i was initiated into this uh, art form of bharatanatyam and uh, my dance uh-huh. guru uh, shrimati radha shridhar and my maternal grandmother they are very close childhood friends uh-huh. so that is how i started uh, my training under guru shrimati radha shridhar's able tutelage and that's how my journey in dance started uh-huh. and i come from a family where uh, everyone is uh, a connoisseur of music so my mother has also learned carnatic music and my father listens to a lot of uh, classical music and devotional music uh-huh. so i started mm-hmm. uh, uh, learning carnatic music um, around the same time i started my dance lessons actually So it's been almost uh, close to 3 decades that I have been uh, learning Carnatic music under Ganakala uh, uh, Bhushana Guru Shrimati TS Vasanta Madhavi and I must say that uh, that knowledge of music it has uh, helped me tremendously in dance because uh, dance mm-hmm. as an art form it's very dependent on music music is the life blood of dance and uh, it is very dependent on music so um, the knowledge of music mm-hmm. it's really helped me in dance it's helped me in my choreographies i must say that okay um but you said you mentioned that you started at the age of 4 do you have any specific memories of uh, you know going to the music class dance class and how was it did you enjoy or were you just curious how was the ex- uh, how is the memory at yeah. that age uh, dance class was fun time for me <laughs> so every uh-huh. week i would look forward to uh, going to my dance class and uh, my mother would chauffeur me up and down she's done that for several years and uh, so dance uh-huh. class was fun time and with a lot of curiosity i would observe my seniors dance in class and i would come back home and try to imitate and try doing those new movements those new adubus in front of the mirror and also i must say that uh-huh. uh, since i started very young 
I was also the pampered one, even in my dance school, <laughs> not only at home. So I was uh, pampered a lot by my teacher and all the seniors in my dance class. And uh, I enjoyed all the pampering, all the attention that I got. <laughs> lovely, lovely. But back then, uh, did you enjoy dance and music alike? Because uh, the usual tendency for little children is they enjoy dancing more than singing. Yes. How was it for you? Yes, I definitely enjoyed dance more as a child. And there were times I also <laughs> felt uh, music to be a bit difficult. Like the learning years, of course, I'm still learning. But back then as a child, uh, I there were times I felt music is more difficult than dance and I definitely enjoyed dancing more. Mm -hmm. But if you ask me today, you know, music and dance, it's become such uh -huh. an integral part of my life that every day, every day, I fall in love with it more and more. And uh, I also realize that there is so much more to learn, so much to learn. And uh, I'm very, very uh, thankful to my parents and my gurus for, uh, you know, giving me such beautiful lifetime companions. Because dance and music, it's like my lifetime companion. It's because of these two art forms that my life is so vibrant. It is colorful. It is uh, very enriching and fulfilling. So I think I owe that to my parents and gurus, really. When did you realize that you wanted to get serious and pursue dance and music? I must say that uh, my Aranghetram, which is actually the first uh, formal stage performance, uh, that was a turning point for me. Because post my Aranghetram, mm -hmm. I received a lot of uh, appreciation from uh, senior dance gurus, from senior art critics, teachers, then artists, friends and family. And uh, senior art uh -huh. critics, they also wrote very, very encouraging press reviews. And that was when, you know, I realized that, uh, so God has given a special talent to me and I have to, you know, show more mm -hmm. commitment towards it. I have to work harder strive to achieve that proficiency and that excellency and I think it's post my Arangetram that I became more serious and what was till then more a hobby it kind of transformed into mm -hmm. uh, a career so I would definitely say Arangetram post Arangetram uh, um, but once you decided to take uh, dance and music seriously and uh, um, make it into a full-time thing, how did things change? Meaning it's one thing to learn an art form as a hobby, but then when you decide to make it a full-time, uh, it definitely demands a different level of discipline and uh, sacrifices and dedication. Absolutely. How was it for uh, you? Yes. Uh, to be able to, you know, absorb the nuances of uh, an art form like Bharatanatyam or even Carnatic music, it requires um, a lot of commitment and you need that shraddha or that uh, devotion and you have to devote a lot of time mm. because uh, the sadhana, the path is not a very easy one. Uh, you have to really mm -hmm. focus and uh, uh, work hard. So I think the biggest challenge that I faced when I took this decision of uh, 
making dance my career was that I was also a student back then. Mm -hmm. So the biggest challenge for right. me was to balance education and my artistic pursuits. Because uh, while I was studying, mm -hmm. I also started getting a lot of opportunities, performance opportunities. And uh, I had to practice hard and I had to spend a lot of time and I also had to travel a lot. So, mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. at the same time, I had uh, taken up the Chartered Accountancy course. And as you know, it's a very challenging uh -huh. course and it's uh, very difficult to pass and qualify as a CA. So, uh, it used to be Absolutely. very, very yeah. uh, difficult to balance. But I must honestly tell you that dance and music, it's kind of, uh, it's given me a lot of discipline. It's brought in a lot of discipline mm. in my life. And I think uh, that discipline has helped me in every walk of life. Uh, that discipline has helped me uh, to kind of give in my 100%, give in my best, you know, in whatever I do. And mm -hmm. definitely that's helped me in my education. Mm -hmm. So definitely balancing education and uh, art, that was the biggest challenge that I faced when I took this decision of taking dance as a career. Right. Uh, just to elaborate a bit on that, you know, I was wondering, I mean, how could you do all the three things together? I mean, as a student, did you have a very tight schedule? How did you plan your day? How did you make time yeah. for everything? Yes, my uh, day used to be packed, very hectic, but uh, I enjoyed uh -huh. because I was doing what I really liked. Uh, my day started at 6.30 in the morning. Uh, so my CA uh, coaching classes mm -hmm. would begin that early. So from 6.30 to 9, I uh -huh. would attend my CA classes. And then uh, 9 to 9.30, I had a half an hour break because 9.30, my BCom classes okay. would start. So I, uh, I did my chartered accountancy course as well as my bachelor's of commerce simultaneously. So um, like I said, 6.30 to 9 a.m. for CA coaching classes and then 9.30 BCom college mm -hmm. and then the college would get over it too and every day I would uh, straight away go to my dance class from college uh -huh. and uh, my teacher was very kind and generous enough to kind of teach me at that particular time in the day um, so mm -hmm. uh, I would straight away go to my dance class and uh, hours and hours I have spent. So my dance class is like my second home, even today. So um, I would learn and uh -huh. then come back home and then again uh, spend a little time uh, kind of memorizing and internalizing whatever was taught to be my teacher. And then I again had to study and I would also sleep quietly. So the days were very, very packed and hectic, but... Uh, it was worth it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> In one of your interviews, you talk about Adenamma uh, Kriti. You mentioned that uh, this uh, performing this particular Kriti won your several accolades. So I was just uh, curious. I'm curious to know what is so special about this item. Can you please talk a bit about that? Yes, I would love to. So Adenamma uh, is a Kriti which uh, my uh, dance teacher, she specifically, uh, you know, especially she choreographed that uh, composition for my Arangetram. It's, it's a very uh, descriptive and an evocative uh, composition which describes uh, 
you know uh, the lord of dance lord nataraja and his cosmic dance and uh, the beauty mm-hmm. of that piece is uh, uh, it kind of gives uh, the dancer ample scope to show her uh, to showcase her talent and her proficiency in nritta uh-huh. which is pure dance and abhinaya so mm-hmm. both these aspects of dance it gives a lot of scope and uh, normally in competitions you know it's 10 minutes or 15 minutes duration that's given to the participants and they have to showcase their talent in yes. the given time so this particular piece mm-hmm. uh, which is actually uh, composed by uh, pallavi doreswami ayer back then it was not a very popular number uh-huh. so once the music played you know people would wonder which composition is she dancing which is this composition so it was not a very uh-huh. popular number but the music and uh-huh. the rhythmic segments which were interwoven was so captivating uh, and uh, my teacher had very uh, beautifully interspersed uh, the panini sutras which are uh, the 14 sounds which emerged from emerged from lord shiva's damaru and also navarasas the mm-hmm. nine uh, basic emotions in dance she had beautifully interspersed that into the piece so it was like a perfect uh, piece to present in a competition and uh, it won me several accolades and uh, i won the kishore pratibha state government award uh when i presented this piece uh-huh. and uh, i won the rolling shield uh, when i participated in uh, gopinath das nyasa uh, state level competition and also when the sangeet natakya academy organized a competition i presented this piece so it's been a very very lucky piece for me <laughs> so it kind of gave me a lot of exposure you know especially in the art fraternity uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I can imagine what kind of a rich uh, uh, dance item it would have been. Uh, uh, um, you've done your own uh, productions and choreographies, and uh, you've worked on very interesting subjects such as uh, Antapura Gita of Sri D V G, Dashamaha Vidya, Saundarya Lahiri, and uh, compositions of Sri Jay Chamarajendra Wadhyar, etc. Where do you derive your concepts from, Aishwarya? Do you read a lot? Uh, yes. so i think uh, reading is uh, very very important for uh, dancers and uh, you mm-hmm. derive a lot of inspiration and you just you cannot tell what would trigger an idea so while you i also read a lot of poetry because it gives so many uh, mm-hmm. uh, inputs and ideas when you choreograph so reading is very important and uh, because for dancers apart from you know being proficient uh, in performing on stage it's also equally important and necessary to have very good knowledge about dance dance history mm-hmm. and how dance has evolved over the years so uh, uh, books like uh, bharatamuni's natyashastra or abhinaya darpana or nritya kale so on and so forth so they are very very important and time and again mm-hmm. you know we keep referring these books for different things but also um, you know you were just talking about um, choreographic productions so sometimes uh, uh, while reading you just uh, some idea attracts you and you just have you feel an urge to develop that idea and uh, kind of uh, mm-hmm. 
choreograph it and sometimes uh, uh, another artist's performance can also inspire you and you may feel it will be a very mm. interesting subject why not you know uh, think about it so uh, normally if i have an idea so what i do is i read a lot of books relevant articles and i do a lot of research to kind mm-hmm. of uh, collect and assimilate information so that i have clarity first and uh, later uh, okay. what i do is i uh, discuss that with my guru i discuss with scholars they could be music scholars dance scholars who can kind of uh, guide me and uh, give in their inputs so a lot of discussion goes into it and that is like the second stage first stage is you know my reading and research and then i kind of tell them and then they give in their inputs and later you know i have a rough framework in my mind and uh, then i work on the lyrics so i uh, kind of uh, i read a lot of books i search compositions of uh, famous composers to see if i'm able to extract uh, uh, compositions or verses you know which kind of help me convey the idea that i wish to convey and once that is kind of finalized i uh, go into the music composition and there have been times where you know i have also got the lyrics composed especially for uh, my production so that has also happened several times and uh, i sit with the percussionist and uh, they help me with the rhythmic uh, interludes and so i i think it's been such a boon to uh, stay in bangalore because you have the cream of talent and uh, the musicians and artists they really help you they are ever ready to guide you help you in composing so once the music is done later the choreography starts but in the process you know the choreography is already like happening in my head but later i uh, kind of systematically start uh, choreographing and then uh, again i present it in front of my mother first then she will give me her you know uh, critical feedback and then my teacher and several rounds of improvisation happens and then finally and i think improvising is something that keeps happening uh, because uh, you know every passing day you're also maturing as a dancer so sometimes you know with the maturity you feel that uh, you could have depicted this particular segment in a better way or so that is something constant and i feel that's the way it should be mm. improvising should always be mm. a constant uh, thing uh, so basically all my dance productions i've also done a few uh, group productions like uh, jansi rani lakshmi bai so uh, so there are uh, there are times when organizers of festivals they approach you they have a theme based festival and uh, they approach you and they want you to work on a theme so sometimes it could be your own idea and sometimes it could be uh, a, a theme based festival where the organizer has asked you to you know uh, work on a particular theme so that also happens so you get your brains uh, to work and uh, it's a very very satisfying experience you perform dance and being a carnatic musician you also sing for other dance performance do you enjoy doing both 
Uh, and how's how's it, how different is the experience? I I enjoy doing both, but uh, I must say that singing for dance is very challenging because it requires a lot uh-huh. of stamina, uh, and uh, it's not easy. That has been my experience. Singing for dance is a really challenging mm-hmm. thing, and uh, my respect for uh, vocalists who support you on the vocal has just gone up. from the day i started uh, uh, accompanying dancers on the vocal so it's a very challenging thing because you need tremendous stamina uh-huh. um but also being a dancer it's been a great advantage for me because i understand the choreography and i understand the dancers so when i see a dancer i'm able to anticipate what she's going to be uh, doing next and uh, you know i'm able to like mm-hmm. support her by sustaining for example if she's elaborating on a, a story in the form of a sanchari bhava then i know where i have to mm. pause i know where i have to kind of use my voice to give the needed support and also i'm able to kind mm. of um, uh, guide the music ensemble and uh, you know tell them where they have to kind of start reciting the jati or where we need the support of the instruments to uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, support the dancer so i think it's kind of been a big advantage too this is a question i always have in mind about performing artists you're a performing artist you also work as a chartered accountant and you also have a family to run how do you balance all these things along with your practice and performance how do you do it aishwarya I must say that uh, I'm blessed with a very very supportive family. So my parents, my husband, my in-laws, uh, they have been a big pillar of strength and support for me. And in fact, they are uh, the wind beneath my wings. So I have been able to pursue everything because of their uh, undeterred uh, Uh, encouragement enthusiasm that support what they give me that has always been uh, uh, a big uh, uh, strength for me i must say that and uh, balancing mm-hmm. uh, i'm also a mother of a 5 year old son so balancing is something you know mm-hmm. that is constant in life and uh, um, as long as you kind of enjoy what you're doing you don't really feel the stress there are times where uh, maybe like dance um becomes more a priority and the other things are kind of uh, they become a priority probably much later so in case i have an important performance in a very prestigious platform probably i end up uh, spending uh, more time for dance and in case there is a family wedding mm-hmm. probably you know family mm. uh, kind of because you have to participate and family is also very important i think that kind of at that point in time that takes more priority and uh, uh, the uh, other pursuits uh, kind of take a priority at a later point in time so uh, balancing is uh, something uh, that is constant and uh, i think the best way to uh, deal with it is to not make a big deal of it <laughs> i i know it sounds a bit uh, uh, tricky but i feel uh, that's the way it is uh, because you're enjoying something you're enjoying your dancing you're enjoying your singing you're enjoying your uh, 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 professional pursuits 
and you're also enjoying being a mother so you are wearing several hats and you're enjoying all of it and at times you know like some things take more priority and i think uh, that's how life should be and the best way to uh, deal with it is to just enjoy it and not uh, kind of get stressed too much about it yeah <laughs> uh, that's a that's a very nice perspective uh, perspective you have aishwarya uh, now you've had a very uh, long and inspiring journey uh, but in the process have you experienced any setbacks meaning were there any moments where things got difficult you wanted to give up or some demotivating uh, situations and how did you motivate yourself back in such situations um to be very frank with you by the grace of the almighty i haven't faced any setback as such uh so it's kind of been a very smooth journey and uh, i am very very uh, grateful to god for uh, you know uh, giving me such great teachers and uh, such uh, wonderful parents wonderful husband in-laws and uh, i have a very supportive family i haven't really faced any setback as such it's kind of been a smooth uh, journey so far sushma yes that's lovely lovely um, so do you have any advice uh, for uh, some our uh, aspiring our Uh, students yes so what i would like to uh, tell uh, students who are pursuing art is that uh, just keep practicing because practice is what makes you perfect so keep practicing and appreciation recognition opportunities all of that will just follow sooner or later that is one thing that i would like to convey to all of them and another very important uh, message i would like to uh, give them is that uh, dance is actually a beautiful amalgamation of uh, music poetry movement all of that there is also yoga in dance uh, pranayama so all of that so the benefits that one derives from dance is immense so it helps you be physically fit and it also helps you be mentally fit i think which is most important and it has that uh, power to kind of keep all the ill effects of modernization at bay so it gives you physical fitness and mental fitness and uh, you don't have to like be an active performer or a professional dancer or a professional singer but you know the bliss the happiness the ananda what you feel when you're just singing for some time or dancing for some time it is something that is really difficult to articulate because it's just a, it's something to be experienced so you may be dancing in your house you may not have people around you but still when you just dance for 15 minutes or sing a beautiful kirtana for a while then that bliss that happiness what you feel is something uh, that is very difficult to express in words so that is the beauty and more so classical art forms they uh, reflect our uh, ancient cultural heritage and uh, it reminds us of where we belong our cultural uh, you know roots and i think that is very important for every human being in all walks of life and i think uh, 
uh, as uh, students and as practitioners of art it is uh, very important to just understand uh, the very essence of the classical art forms and just try to propagate the joy and uh, the essence of these art forms to all the people. So that is the message that I would like to give all the students. It's a really uh, beautiful and motivating message, Aishwari. I'm very sure several uh, students out there who are aspiring and dreaming to make it into the art field one day or, uh, you know, they can benefit from this. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sushma. It's such a pleasure. So, I hope this interview with Aishwarya Nityananda was insightful and you enjoyed this episode. Do not forget to subscribe to our podcast. For more information, log on to kalatapasya.com. We'll catch up soon on our next episode where we shall be bringing more interesting stories from performing artists of Indian classical art forms.